everybody. I'm Mitch Goldich, and welcome to episode 45 of Mitch Eats Food, a podcast where I talk about eating food. Thanks, as always, to those of you who have subscribed and left ratings and reviews. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and find me on social media for food pictures to go with every episode. So as I mentioned in the last episode of the podcast, I was down in Miami for Super Bowl 54, and I have a friend down there, Brian Ayala, who just, he, you know, it was a tough sell, but he convinced me to stick around for an extra day, specifically so we could go and eat at multiple places that he wanted me to try. We're on now to talk about one of his favorite spots. Brian, welcome to Mitch Eats Food. Thank you, Mitch. I feel very honored to make my uh, first appearance on the show. Well, second mention, first appearance. That's right. I, I meant to bring that up and I forgot, but yes, I, this is the, uh, this is now the third episode from Florida, but the first one that I did was episode 16 from Cafe Luna Rosa up in Delray Beach. And I did that episode by myself, even though I did have breakfast there with you and Sam. And we had a memorable experience with some cannoli cream waffles and some delicious Benedict. So we've we've eaten together many times. But now we finally have you on the podcast instead of me, I guess, uh, blackballing you and, uh, and, and leaving you <laughs> off to the side last time. Sorry about that. Yeah. It, and it's it's fine. We You know, perhaps uh, we should have also invited Chris Carter there, too, um, you know, <laughs> to kind of have a little bit of a person there. But um feel very great to be uh, to be on this first episode. And it was kind of good to give you a little bit of a taste of Miami on this time, right? Uh, you, when you told me you were coming down for the Super Bowl, I was like, you have to you have to try all sorts of Cuban food. And I know that you went to different places. Um, so, you know, one of the staples here is, uh, you know, are the Cuban sandwich and a pan con huite, right? So I'll, we'll, we'll go into that right now. Yeah. So you. So how long have you lived in Miami? Because and and you consider yourself an expert here on the food scene there and Cuban food in general. But to give listeners some background, can you tell me about your experience with Miami and the food scene there? So I lived in Miami since um, since I was a young boy, since so I was like five, and um, and then I went to Chicago up there. When I was twenty three and moved back at twenty five. So um, I've been in Miami basically my whole life, and. Uh, Cuban food is the most popular food down here in Miami, considering the fact that the large population of, of, um, of the Cuban population down here, especially in Hialeah. So, um, yeah, I, I've had all sorts of different Cuban food, whether it's obviously cook, you eat it at a restaurant or you go to a family friend's house, right, or just a friend's house. You know, there's always, you know, whenever you visit um, a, Cuban, a Cuban family's house, there's always some sort of food there, always rice, beans, and some sort of meat or chicken and uh, plantain. So you already kind of get used to already, like the whole, the lingo of how to order and what to order and, and what did it, what comes in every meal. So, um, so yeah, like I've, I've had it all here. Yeah, it was good to have you there to order. We went to a couple places and, it was, you know, with your Spanish skills, it was just better. Even they had English menus, but it, I was in better hands just letting you handle it and then eating whatever it was that you had them put in front of me. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, because like if you were to go there, I'm pretty sure you would, anybody can order there and, and you'd be able to kind of get away with like hand signals and just pointing to the menu or just try to pronunciate um, whatever, whatever it is that you may be ordering. But, um, but also it's, but you know, just because I grew up around that, um, around different, uh, like around a lot of Cuban families, um, even though myself not being Cuban, um, growing up Colombian, uh, it's that kind of helped a little bit because there are a few friends. Um, I know some people who um, are Hispanic, let's say from Colombia, Argentina, Peru, but weren't kind of exposed to 
to that. So it's kind of, um, you know, kind of knowing a little bit of the lingo and knowing a little bit of, uh, of how, of the different terminology of the different kind of foods really does help come a long way. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's talk Mary's coin laundry. This, uh, this was not fine dining. This is an interesting spot. It is literally, it is a functioning laundromat that also has a window on one side of the building where you can walk up to the counter and order Cuban food. You took me, we went in the building and they literally have uh, loaves of bread on the dryers. Now don't get the wrong idea, they're in bags and crates. It's not like loose bread on top of a dryer getting lint everywhere, but literally they're using the, the back room, the laundry room as storage for some of the bread and it's part convenience store, part restaurant, part laundromat. So I know this place is just a favorite of yours and, and a spot, you know, brings some nostalgia for you because you've been going there for years. But can you just tell me a little bit more about Mary's Coin Laundry and why you wanted to take me here in particular. So I first uh, discovered Mary's Coin Laundry. This uh, so you're, nah, a little bit of flair. Yeah, I'm pronouncing <laughs> sorry, everything I'm better sorry. than me. No, 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 no. That's, that's why you're here, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I first discovered Mary's Coin Laundry probably in, 2007 2008 in college and it's very close to coconut grove it's in it's the outskirts of little havana or miami city of miami unincorporated and a friend of ours took us there and he's like you have to try the pan comite here like it's amazing it's and it's a steak sandwich and and that's what we had um but it was kind of, you know when you first go in there and we went there probably like late it was like after one two in the morning um after a night out of um a few drinks in college and I was like, oh, my God, like, this is amazing. It's like, this is a really good, like, late night food. And uh, besides it being cheap, but you're like, but we're at a laundromat. It's like, this makes no sense. You would expect this to be at, like, an established restaurant. And most of the people who are there are, we were probably the only people who were coming from a night of partying. Everyone there was washing their clothes, minding their own business. So at that time, people probably working all, all people working different shifts and whatnot. So, um, so we, we would always go there if we were around somewhere, uh, if, if we were around the area in Coconut Grove or maybe downtown, um, we're like, Hey, let's go to Maddie's late night and let's go grab a quick bite before going home. So, uh, so that's it how really we is it's it. the we perfect continue. amount of time, the time to go up to the counter and order and get your sandwich and eat it is pretty much the amount of time your clothes would be in the dryer. <laughs> so I get it. I get where you're coming from on the way home from a night of partying. Uh, back when you were however old you were in uh, 2007 and then uh, but it also does it does make sense a nice you know a little Saturday if you got to do your clothes get your get your laundry done and go have a sandwich it's it's really perfect for either I think how they're so they're open really late are they still open that late because we went during the day it says it's open 24 hours so oh. it's a 24-hour laundromat and and I've had yeah I, I've uh, I've been there at very late night before um, and sometimes you know it's early morning Miami usually parties a little bit late I'll get a coffee too on the way out so um so yeah you, when you mentioned the little window in Spanish in Spanish is called La Ventanita which is like the small window and there they're known for you know they sell a lot like pastries which is empanadas um croquetas and uh, and and pastelitos which are little pastries of different sorts of of, of guayaba of cheese um uh, just some of mixed in with guayaba and cheese. And and then, they, of course, they're also known for serving Cuban coffee, and that's what a lot of people will go there. They order like a quick um, colada, that's what it's called, and it's Cuban coffee, and you can order that and, and take it to go. And most of the people there are obviously just a, a grab-and-go place. 
Um, and you can also buy like all sorts of, like you said, it's a convenience store too. So people can buy whatever it is that they want there too. Yeah, so it's if, an interesting little place. It's very unique and it's very, um, it's very Miami. And also a nice added benefit. The food was good, as you mentioned. Um, so we should talk about, and you gave the name, what, sorry, can you just say it? Uh, what's, what's the name of the sandwich that we had? Pan comité. So it's a, it's spelled, uh, like the, the, the C and biste is not, you don't, you don't enunciate it kind of like the L and salmon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and what it is, it's, it's a, it's bread with steak or yeah. steak sandwich, right? Perfect and for me as a Philly guy. You want it the, the Miami cheesesteak, basically. It's like everybody, they've got them all over the city and everybody's got their favorite one. And you tell people, this is my spot where I go. And so you thought that was the, the perfect thing for me on my ex, one day of free time in Miami. Correct. And, and, and of course, like located where it's at, there's, there's, there, there's some in the suburbs, you know, deep out there. But again, it's this is like this sandwich isn't something that is life changing or it's uh it's like the best sandwich that you've ever had but it's it's like the casual miami sandwich that you have right it's a it's a grab and go sandwich it's meant to be it's not um something that's like you know that looks perfect or uh but you know it, it hits the spot and that's what you know that's what a panko does everyone you eat one and you feel very satisfied after yeah, it was good. And, and you're right about that. It, it's also, it wasn't too big. It wasn't too much food. And I think uh, a lot of times, you know, when I'm going to splurge and have something really good, I expect to just eat a lot of food. And maybe sometimes I'm a little too guilty of uh, mistaking uh, <laughs> quantity for uh, part of how good the meal is. But really, it wasn't too filling. It was just a thin layer of steak all the way across. So a lot of times, cheesesteaks will be ribbons of meat and sometimes they'll be chopped up more finely and there's just a lot of it in there this was just like a classic steak sandwich just a thin layer across and then it was good bread i talked about the bread in my last episode on my cuban sandwich from sandwich d miami and that bread was really hard and much tougher (laughs) to bite into this was just perfectly soft bread and the meat wasn't too chewy it was just really easy to bite all the way through it and then everything on it was good. It's pretty simple. There was lettuce. There were really good onions. And then there were the little potato frites, which I don't I don't think they added too much flavor. Uh, it's kind of – they're like the thin little potato. Not quite straws, but, but just like tiny, thin uh, – and like thicker than wisps. But anyway, you know, they kind of – they fall out and you eat them and they taste more like potato chips than anything. And I don't know that they added too much taste to the sandwich, but part of that's just kind of like the fun and the the flair that a lot of different kinds of sandwiches down there that I had throughout the week have those on them. And that's just like part of the experience to have those. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything in the sandwich was good. And you're right. It's not it's not a it's not going to change your world. <laughs> um, but I enjoy, you know, I think in 2019, I did fewer episodes than the year before. And I think of this podcast. And I think part of that was that I was waiting until I went to, uh, you know, interesting, extravagant places. And, and I, I raised the bar a little bit, but I enjoy just talking to friends about the sandwiches and, or the, you know, the places that make them nostalgic and the things that they like. So for me, this is a fun experience, even though it's not the greatest sandwich on earth. I, you know, if you're going to Miami, if you're in this area, go check it out and have a sandwich, but I would not tell someone, Oh, you're there for a day. Make sure you get to Mary's coin laundry. This is not that kind of place. It's not a tourist destination. But for me, this is fun just to talk to you about a, a place that's near and dear to your heart and to get to try it. And, you know, we went and we had a really good sandwich. And sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. And, and that's what kind of makes it uh, very great. Right. Just like how how authentic the experience can be just going there and 
And it's and it's rather than going to like an actual Cuban restaurant and, and sometimes you'll go into a place where 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 they try to make the they aesthetically try to make the pancorite very um, look, look much much nicer than what it is and add like different kinds of um, perhaps make uh, make like a thicker steak. It is a palomia steak. A palomia steak is very like thinly sliced mm-hmm. um, to make it very traditional. I think they could possibly make it much thicker, but you know just to keep it traditional, um, they do add that. And you know perhaps at other restaurants will add different toppings on it. But at the end of the day, it is a steak sandwich with lettuce, tomato. Some people put uh, mustard, I mean, I'm sorry, not mustard, uh, mayonnaise or ketchup on it, um, depending on the place. And, of course, they all carry the little, like, potato sticks that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And um, and to be honest, it's the, the potato sticks is something, I guess, like, known throughout the Latin American community that a lot of people put on it. And in Colombia, there's they put potato sticks on the hot dog, too, on top of all the toppings. Um, so, and you, and of course, in pretty sure in San Luis, in Miami, um, the potato sticks on the Cuban bread as well. So, um, I guess since they don't serve French fries, um, and that's not necessarily like very traditional of them, they just overload you with potato sticks so you can have some leftover because at the end, when you finish eating your sandwich, you still have like a ton of potato sticks that you end up like biting on after. Yeah. Sitting at the bottom um, of the basket. Well, Brian, you have to talk. You mentioned some people do ketchup and some people do mayo we had your condiment of choice good enough that uh, you have to tell us about your obsession with the hot sauce that we had at this place i'll I'll give you the floor oh so the hot sauce here it's and you were a testament to it It, it's so great because it's not it's like it's not even it's not very spicy at all and it's like enough where you can if you put like a ton of hot sauce on it you won't necessarily feel it where we are sweating right away, and it just adds a little bit of a kick to, to the sandwich, especially with like you know a steak sandwich like that with, with just like the like the bread and and the, and the potato sticks and the lettuce, tomato and the steak. It just makes it it just gives that extra bit of taste. Anything I think hot sauce with like any sort of like bread and steak um, goes extremely well, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, it, it was good. It, I thought you might have been overselling it. And you were, I think you were careful to say you knew you might have been overselling it. And listen, I'm as guilty as anyone when it comes to overselling things. You can go through the whole history of this podcast and it's me overhyping all kinds of things. <laughs> but it was very good hot sauce and it was, it was very runny. It was very thin. And we both just, you're right, it wasn't that strong. It, it was definitely good and had a flavor and a little bit of kick. But you and I were both just like picking up the sandwich and pouring hot sauce into the top end, like pouring in the hot sauce before we would then take a bite into the part where we had just put the hot sauce in. And it was it was really good. There was something about it that it was just very good hot sauce. And I was putting you on the spot. You told me you may or may not have possibly stolen the hot sauce from yeah. this place at some point yeah, so- in a prior life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a, a friend of mine had taken one. So now they actually put the hot sauce in like a, a little, like like those small little like containers. Yeah, for individual um, people. Like portable ones. For so, you, so you and your friends don't walk out with the whole bottle, which uh, <laughs> yeah. may the statute of limitations has, has worn out. It's okay. I can mention that you used That's to fine. steal hot sauce. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. And, and um, yeah, we should say, by the way, we also, we you mentioned the, we did have an empanada as well. We split a beef correct. empanada and that was really good. Um, the sandwich was good. The empanada might have tasted even better. It might have been the best tasting thing that I had. And if we were to go back, I could have easily – we had other restaurants to go to, but I could have easily just sat down and had six empanadas. You know, maybe have uh, six empanadas while my clothes are in the washer and then have this sandwich again while my clothes are in the dryer and call it a nice little <laughs> afternoon. But uh, shout yeah. out to the empanadas for also being excellent. 
Yeah, the empanadas are very good, and and those were fried empanadas. So um, there's people who you know in different cultures they like them fried or, or baked, right? Um, and of course, it's kind of like a little bit um, it's different to make either. But uh, but fried empanadas are very are very popular amongst the Cuban Cuban community. But what I really do like about the empanada is that some of them, uh, this one was just. You, you know, it was just basically what what, in, what covers it, like the bread that, that covers it, and that's it. Sometimes you'll get, like, a little bit too much bread along the edges, and you kind of almost have to, like, chip away at it. If not, you're going to be taking a full bite of, like, uh, like you know, a bread, fried yeah. piece of bread. Yeah, so it was very was, like, compact. To the point. We cut it, it in compact. half, and it was full of beef. Yeah, yeah. It, it was full of beef, and that's, what, that's what's amazing. And on top of that, when you cut it in half, you still see some of the smoke. It's, like... It's still very warm. It's still cooked, even though sometimes they could be sitting there for hours. It's always best to get those pastries early in the morning. That's like the go-to thing. That's why people go like to the ventanita. And it's very cheap, too. You know, you're spending like $1.50 on an empanada. Um, you can get like two empanadas, a croqueta, and a, and a little cafecito for less than $5 at a place like Mary's, right? And, um, and that's what kind of makes like those places like the ventanita very attractive as well. All right. Well, Brian... This was fun. Thank you for showing me around here. And we're not, I'm not even going to mention the other place because I figure at some point in our lives, I will come visit you in Miami again and you'll take me to eat and we'll do it. We'll just do another episode on the next place. Um, and yes. especially you and I, we, we lived down the street from each other in Chicago when we were there at the same time. And if we ever get back to Chicago, you and I, I know we have a handful of other spots. So this, <laughs> I feel confident saying this will not be your last appearance ever on Mitch Eats Food, even though I may have snubbed you the last time. It's Okay. Hopefully it'll be a part two and three. So yeah. All right. Well, like I said, I uh, I always love hearing about other people's spots and the even if it's you know a hole in the wall or the place that they're nostalgic for. But Brian, this does does this come up on list if you search the top ten sandwiches or whatever in Miami? Is this a spot that actually does get some mention? Yeah. So it's a top ten pancuite um, place in Miami, right? It's um, and there's I, do, I even do found you know like what outlet. Do you know what outlet uh, on has the that? Miami New Times? On the Miami mm-hmm. New Times, and um, and I believe uh, it was Fader Magazine as well that I saw. So um, it, it also shows up in different in other kind of lists, right? Miami New Times is very local, and and of course, you know they they, they probably know a little bit more. Um, the Miami, I, I've seen the Miami Herald has also covered it as well. Like, but they've done like pro they've done a profile on the place, but not necessarily like ranked it on. Mm-hmm. like a top 10 place uh but it's definitely shows up and it was kind of interesting uh there was like a, i was trying to trying to do some extra research on the place and really didn't get much however um yeah there were some people who who put it on like you know their top three uh there's a few like food bloggers in miami and they're saying like hey Maddie's is definitely like a top three place to go to so it's also a reason why i brought you out there uh, to me i think it's my it's to me it's the best place at miami where you can go get one Awesome. Um, and the people who truly know about it, they, they'll agree with me. So, um, so there you go. Yeah. So not more than, you know, maybe I was underselling it as just a place that you're nostalgic for. You know, this is an award winning sandwich. And and like I said, it was, it was really good. And, um, you know, Brian, it was fun, fun, fun seeing you and catching up and thanks for taking me for your favorite sandwich and coming on and talking about it today. Thanks a lot, Mitch. I really appreciate, um, you know, you stopping by and, and trying out some of my favorite, one of my favorite places to go eat in Miami. And uh, hopefully it's not the last. Thanks as always for listening. If you're new, you should go back and check out all my previous episodes. Many are just me by myself. A bunch of them have friends on as guests like Brian. The ones by myself tend to be even shorter than this one. If you want to hear more about Miami, 
go back and check out the most recent episode on my authentic Cuban sandwich at Sandwich D Miami, which was excellent. The episode before that one also got some great feedback. It was my interview with Douglas Minja, a cook who helped guide my group to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. That one was different from the usual format, and I really appreciated hearing that a lot of people enjoyed it. You can subscribe in iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play. While you're at it, write a review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Give me five stars. Tell me what you think. Tell me where I should go next. Those also really help other people find the podcast. And again, I got a very nice review on iTunes about the Kilimanjaro episode, which I really appreciated. So I love seeing those come in after fun episodes. You can follow me at Mitch Goldich on Twitter and Instagram. Search for Mitch Goldich on Facebook. In all three spots, you'll get pictures to go along with every episode. You can also leave comments and everything. You can also follow at Mitch Eats Food Pod on Instagram, which is my Instagram account just for this podcast. It has pictures from every episode, a bunch of pictures that don't turn into episodes. Go check it out. Lastly, you can email MitchEatsFood at gmail.com. Make sure you tell all your friends, and I'll talk to you again real soon. <laughs>